choir. So for about three months now, um, we have reflected on what it means to be disciples, how it looks, how we live it out. Um, do we really even believe we are disciples? I want to thank everyone that has shared over these past three months in worship. Um, we have been blessed by so many great words. Some Sundays I felt like I probably just not, should not have spoken when they got done, and we should have just all left. But if you have missed any of these times of sharing, um, I hope you go to our website. Um, go back to those worship services. You can just, you know, fast forward or whatever the word is and find that little testimony to watch if you like. But they are very much worth your time. Today, though, to me, we are lifting the passage that, in a way, began it all. Matthew 28, the commissioning of the disciples. So the 11 disciples, directed by Jesus, they gather on a mountain and they wait. Wait to hear what it is Jesus has to say this man that they have followed, that they have loved, that they have believed in, this man that led them to believe that change in their world, change in their lives was possible, that the way things are are not the way things have to be. And then he was put to death by the Roman Empire. And then he rose from the dead. He joins them again. So I can't imagine what they must have been thinking and feeling and expecting as they're directed by Jesus to gather on this mountain. But we find Jesus' words in Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. And as we prepare to hear God's word this day, let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your words be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your words be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. A reading from Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Eleven disciples. Eleven. They are already down, one man. So these eleven disciples, eleven individuals, they receive this word from Jesus. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Go, Jesus says. It's your turn. You have been my disciples. Now go make disciples. Eleven individuals told to go. 
And as Pastor Haven alluded to in Children's Moment, and here we are. In this place, you and I, disciples of Jesus Christ, products of this call, continuing to receive the call, go, we hear. It's your turn. Go make disciples. We make disciples. We invite individuals into this story because we believe that in Jesus, in his life, in his teaching, in his sacrificial servanthood, and ultimately in his resurrection, that transformation is not just possible, that transformation happened. That it happens. That the way things are is not the way things have to be. That God's kingdom of love, of justice, of mercy, that it has indeed erupted into the brokenness and chaos of the world, Offering hope, restoration, redemption. I was talking to um, our choir director, David, um, a couple weeks ago, maybe before my trip, and I was kind of complaining, not about David, uh, but I was struggling, although there's lots to complain about. I was struggling to find music that kind of fit to hold all that I was feeling about this call to make disciples. About how do we express the why? Why we do this? Why we still strive to live into this call from Jesus? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. I mean, the mission of the United Methodist Church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. So I was talking with David, and I told him, you know, I can find plenty of hymns about Jesus dying on the cross. But sadly, the number of hymns that name the hope, name the transformation possible that we find in the resurrection, I mean, they exist, but they just don't seem to grab it the way I want them to. Now, don't get me wrong, um, I share every year that I need the pain and the brokenness of Good Friday. I give thanks that we have a God who joined us in our deepest, darkest moments. But we are not Good Friday people. We don't think that Jesus is still on the cross. We are Easter people. We believe that life was found at the place of death. We believe as disciples of Jesus Christ that we join with the Holy Spirit in the work of transforming the world. So I share my little complaint to David to say um, we almost sang all Easter hymns today, which wouldn't have been a bad thing. Um, one being Christ is alive, mainly because of the last verse. Christ is alive and comes to bring good news to this and every age, till earth and all creation ring with joy, with justice, love, and praise. Just as a FYI, we are closing worship with the hymn you may or may not know, but the words to me express why it is we make disciples. I mean, just as we heard our choir sing today, it's a reminder of why we carry on this call. To make disciples. We believe that in Christ, yes, there is a place for everyone born, a place at the table, 
For everyone born, clean water and bread, shelter, space, a safe space for growing, a voice that is heard, a part to play, to live without fear, to work, to speak out, to witness, to worship. We believe this, which is why we seek to make disciples, but also why we invite individuals like Dr. Mahoney to come and share the good work that they are doing in the community to see those who may go unseen so that we may join in that work. We make disciples of Jesus Christ because we believe this story makes a difference in our lives and in our world. As we've said over and over again throughout this discipleship series, discipleship is a life spent consuming Jesus, being consumed by Jesus, so that our world is in turn consumed by a people shaped by a God of liberation, of provision, of love, and of grace. But, but let us not forget three words found in this passage that we may all too easily jump over, but we all too well understand. The disciples gathered on that mountain, and those who shared this story and later wrote it down felt called to include as part of this great story, but some doubted. But some doubted. I mean, let's be honest. We get this. Let's leave behind the truth that we have a story of faith that proclaims a virgin birth, God becoming human, and a bodily resurrection from the dead. Those things in themselves are hard for some people. But how many of you have sat in worship at times and heard the preacher proclaim words of hope, proclaim the good news, proclaim... What Christ is alive proclaims till earth and all creation rings with joy, with justice, with love and praise. And thought, well, all that sounds well and good. But really? Really? Can all that is broken really be mended? Can the hungry really be fed? Can wars really cease? Can the prisoner and the oppressed really go free? Can I really find joy again? Can pain and hurt be released? Can enemies be forgiven? I mean, we could go on and on with this list. Some of you may be carrying your own wonderings this morning. And just think back to how we began worship. Maybe there were words you just said and didn't think about, but our call to worship ended with these words. Awaken us to your Holy Spirit who is making all things new, even us. What did you think and feel and believe as you lifted those words in worship today? So yes, some doubted. And this too seems to be part of the story that we have our own movements from doubt and belief I mean, I picture those 11, those first disciples, and they probably immediately began to doubt what they had even seen so far. 
maybe I just wanted to believe Jesus did this or did that. Maybe it wasn't exactly like I remember. Or maybe they doubted themselves. We can't go forth and do this work. And if we can't do it, how do we invite others to do the same? So I tried to find words to speak into this doubt, and I was just drawn back to um, a sermon of mine a couple weeks ago, so maybe I was just being lazy. But there are words I said where I said, I deeply believe in this beautiful dream, this vision that God has cast before us and invited us to enter in Christ. I believe deeply in Jesus and what we learn from his life, his teachings, his example, his sacrificial servanthood. I believe deeply that God's kingdom is lived and experienced among us each and every day in small and in big ways. I don't and cannot claim to know or practice all of it well, to not at times have my own doubts. But as disciples of Jesus Christ, we keep on keeping on. We keep learning, praying, serving. We keep showing up. We keep taking the steps forward one day at a time. We keep on keeping on. And we trust that the Holy Spirit is holding us and molding us, holding our world, molding our world. That it's not our work but God's. Opening us up to see the one in need. The one in need of blessing. Opening us up to see that next faithful step working in us so that we may continue to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Go therefore, Jesus says, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We make disciples. We invite others into this great story of faith. We invite and we offer a safe space to belong. We invite and we walk together, becoming more like Jesus as we learn and grow together. We invite and we step out together to bless the world through our service and generosity. We do all this not because we believe in some utopian vision, um, not because we are offering the world the beauty queen answer of world peace. We live into this story. We become more like Jesus and we invite others to do the same. Because we believe in Jesus, we are given a better way. A way to be in a world that will be violent, hurtful, unjust. As the first Christians proclaimed, disciples of Jesus Christ follow in the way and invite others to do the same. Not some laundry list of moralistic rules one must follow, but a way of life. A way that does not fear the stranger, nor create barriers that diminish their humanity, but welcomes them, 
a way that does not hoard or amass wealth while other star, others starve, but releases, shares, lets go so that others may share in the blessing. A way that does not seek revenge, but forgives. A way, as Paul says, that is not overcome by evil, but over, overcomes evil with good. May it be so.